Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with James Vagley and Ash Playstead. Being a successful mortgage broker is not just about offering great rates and great service. You need to become the best marketer, leader and strategist to outthink your competition. If you want to grow your mortgage business and do it smarter, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit www.brokerworkshop.com. That's brokerworkshop.com. Now, let's accelerate. Here's James and Ash. Hey, everybody. It's James Vagley here in the driver's seat of the MBA podcast. Ash, this is episode 99. So close to the ton. How are you? (laughs) I'm very nervous. 99. I did get dismissed once on 99 in my junior cricket years, so I do get some some nerves at 99, but yeah, amazing that we're at episode 99, James. I, I, I'm doing great, mate. How are you? Doing, yeah, oh, I'm fantastic too. It's uh, it's uh, fantastic that we've come this far and uh, we're only just getting started. So uh, listeners, today we're talking about, well, the question, and we get this question uh, a bit in our you know travels and working with brokers all around Australia and New Zealand. Uh, it's that, do you need an office? Um, and this question has become probably more popular. It's always been a popular question, Ash. I remember even 10 years ago, it was, should I get a shop front or have a regular office just you know, off the beaten track? Um, now the question has probably morphed since COVID times to be more, well, do I have an office at all? Not the whole, do I have a shop front versus a hidden office, but do I have a shop front? or a hidden office, or do I work from a co-working space, or do I work from home? There's actually more options than there was five or ten years ago. So I'm looking forward to diving into this episode, mate. Yeah, it's a really interesting one, and it's one that I went through myself, um, you know, o- over the years when I was building mortgage businesses. It's one, even pre-COVID, was reasonably common question. Obviously, COVID's, uh, you know, the, the isolation part of it and the and the quarantining part of it just meant people had to experience working away from an office for an extended period of time, which I guess is brought forward, um, you know, a deeper analysis of, well, if an, if an office fits in, where does it fit in and why? So there's a bit to unpack, right? Yes. There's a few factors that feed into it. You know, are you in CBD or regional? What is the culture you're looking to build? What do you value as a person? Do you value direct contact or are you happy to communicate over virtual means? Do you need an office for your customers to come to? Is that part of the culture of your business or is the culture of your business speed and efficiency and we don't need an office? So there's a fair bit to unpack. Well, there is, yeah. And this, the, the interesting thing is if we had this conversation five years ago or 10 years ago, it would be very different. So I'm glad that we're doing it now, uh, especially because not just uh, COVID, but also coinciding with that, the technology is now at the point where we can do more and more remote and co-working spaces have come into popularity. Uh, But I like where you went with this initially, Ash, which is uh, where we would go with everybody, listeners, is that all of these things work. Do you need an office? The answer is it depends. And Ash already scratched the surface with, well, it depends on what you want, how you're building your business, where your business operates, the types of clients that you serve, and the promise that you make in the marketplace. So there's a lot to unpack. Where, where do you think we should start with this? Maybe staffing is um, a place to start, like team. 
your people that work for you. And the other thing that's obviously a big part of the industry presently and is continuing to grow uh, is the use of virtual assistants, you know, offshore support people. That's continuing to grow and expand and play a significant role in the service delivery of a mortgage business. So that's got to be factored in as well. So I think what we need to have a have a look at as a, as a business builder is, well, what is the composition of my team? You know, who do I need someone locally to play a role in my business? And that could be a, a power broker, a credit support person, we call them, or am I uh, building a little sub-aggregation business where I have other brokers? Do they need an office? Um, so that that's really where you look, okay, what am I looking to build? How do I serve my clients? And do I need someone locally? And if I need someone locally, do they need to come into an office or can they work from home or, or is it a blend of the two? Mm-hmm. Um, all of those things get factored in. Then, of course, it's the cost. Um, you know, that was one of the things that happened with me, uh, listeners, you know, is, uh, you know, I, I had offices, regional Victoria. Um, it just made sense, you know, uh, to be perceived as being stable and secure and permanent. You know, the, the, the social flavour at the time was, oh, if you haven't got an office, you're a fly-by-nighter. So, oh, I better have an office, right? There's 30, 40 grand a year. Okay, I'll build a team. Okay, I've got a, I've got a place for meetings. I've got a place for staff to call home. All of those things were really important. But what happened with me, and maybe this has happened with some of our listeners, James, is as it turned out, I personally do not like working from an office. I much prefer the cafe, people's homes, out and about. So it, my, my business evolved and maybe other mortgage brokers' businesses have evolved to the point where their office is really an expensive filing cabinet. <laughs> you know, that's what happened for me. It, like it ended up being an expensive $30,000 a year filing cabinet because, you know, back then there were no electronic files. It was very nascent at that stage, electronic files. It was mostly paper files. So I needed somewhere to store a 1,000 files. Yeah. Well, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that at my home office. No. Um, so I needed I needed that sort of facility, but eventually it came to the point where it was really expensive. Um, so I ended up doing something different. So I think most people go through a bit of a journey, James, as to where an office fits in, um, and it may fit in at one point, and then that changes. So yes, team is probably the initial starting point. Do you need a place for team members to come and collaborate with each other and do their job, yes or no? Yeah, well, and both of those answers are correct, right? We have members that are, you know, that we're working with, Ash, that are adamant that they want people to come into an office to work together. And we have other members that are adamant that everybody works remotely. So they're both correct. And, you know, for the purpose of this episode, how do you think we get our listeners to a point where they can think strategically about this for them. Like, you know, do you think that there's, yeah, what's the process that we would go through to arrive at a decision about does each person listening to this need an office? Because the default, as you were talking Mm -hmm. about with your story, the default is to get to a point where you think and almost feel like, oh, well, surely I should have an office. Like I'm not a serious operator unless I've got an office. Um, But it's not the case. I mean, there's, changing expectations in the marketplace and you know whether you need one or not is not just this ingrained 
thing that people think they should do. And we want to, instead of going straight to the, well, I guess I need a website and I guess I should digital marketing and I guess I should have an office. Like, you know what I mean? As people go through the motions of thinking I'm getting bigger and more professional, I need these things, but they don't stop and go, hang on, do I? Well, we want to disrupt that thinking, right? Because you're right. That that is part of the trap is, okay, I need an office, uh, like I need a website. But, uh, you know, often offices become a little bit of validation of self. Okay, I've got an office, therefore I'm legitimate, therefore I'm big. The reality is that that's just not true. You know, we know many broken businesses that we work with that are doing, you know, uh, 100 million plus per year with no office other than a bit of a, a working space where they can be away from home if they want to be, um, and, and vice versa. So to, to your question, though, to me, it ultimately comes down to a combination of two things. Number one is how do you as the business owner want to work? How do you as the business owner want to interact with your staff? If you are the sort of person that you are a face-to-face kind of person, you want to have couple of key staff, maybe some VAs, but a couple of key staff that you can have meetings with. You can bounce ideas and strategies off. You can work with a little bit of that osmosis by being in the same place as each other. You work better together. If that's the case, then you need a space. Then the question becomes, is it a branded office space on High Street, so to speak, or do I just need a simple shared workspace and there's many of those so that's really where i would start and then of course the other part of that equation is well who are you serving what audience are you serving and is that serving of that audience improved by having an office or not improved by having an office yeah and that was going to be my second part to the question is uh, it's probably easier for each person listening to this to think okay how do i want to work you know put yourself in the, the be selfish for a while and think okay this is your business How do you want to work? Where do you work and operate best? And knowing what you want to build. And then you make that decision. And as Ash said, from there, if the decision is to work from an office, how would they work out? Should I be on the street? It's going to cost me a lot more, but I'll get brandage and shopfront versus being, you know, tucked away in the middle of some office building. Do I go and sit or rent some space from a real estate agent or an accounting accountant, financial planner? Do I work from a co-working space? How would you weigh all those options? Well, look, the first one that I would, the first little pin that I would knock over, that is, in my opinion, there is no benefit anymore from having an office that may improve the likelihood of someone doing business with you. This is really what you've got to look at. Whether you're in a country town or in the city, does having an office with a big banner on the front that says Ashes Home Loans Is that going to help you write more loans? Yes or no? And the answer is no, 100% no. And I had an office for many years. I've said this before. And I could say hand on heart, I did not write one single extra loan because someone was walking past or driving past and thought, oh, there's a mortgage business. I might ring them, right? That doesn't work, right? So the first part of this is to make this decision, I don't, It doesn't add volume to my business. That's the first place to start. So I don't think that is necessary. Then it comes down to, okay, how do I want to work with my team and delivering the outcome to my stakeholders, you know, clients 
and referral partners. Now, then you go, okay, does having an office help me with my referral partners? Real estate agents, accountants, solicitors, whoever, whoever, whoever. Does my ability to work and collaborate with them and extract referrals, is it better with an office? Is it worse with an office or is it neutral with an office? So unless you can give a resounding, yes, it's better with an office, don't have an office. So that's the second one. The third one, how do I serve my clients? Is it a situation where my clients, for whatever reason, need an office to come to? Right, because of whatever circumstance, whatever, you know, they're, they're involved in an industry or a niche that they cannot see me at their home and I cannot come to their workplace. Perhaps I need an office where they can come and we can transact business privately at my office. That's the case. That's possibly a yes, but it still doesn't mean you need a branded office. It just need, just means you need a private space. Yep, yeah. So there's not much evidence. You know, you guys, I hope you're hearing this. There's not much evidence to support the need for an office. For an office that, oh, at all yeah. or a branded office? Well, a branded office. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, sorry, branded unlikely some office space where you can utilize on a case-by-case needs basis or what do we call that a just-in-time type office Mm -hmm. as in you only pay for it when you need it that's probably the solution yeah and look i I totally agree and this is definitely not a black and white discussion there's like a thousand variables that go into this we've covered just a few of them Uh, you know there are opportunities and externalities that we haven't talked about today, right? You know, um, that could come into the fold by having an office or not. So you might go, well, maybe let's say I'm in a regional area and I'm on the main street next to a few key real estate agent or accounting firms and they see me, that might open up some big doors, but what, at what cost? And there's the opportunity cost of going, well, could you have just used that money elsewhere to get the same result? So, uh, there's always going to be arguments for and against. There's definitely no right and wrong answers. And I guess to try and bring this all together, Ash, I think at the end of the day, there's more variables than ever to this question, do you need an office? Uh, with growing remote work, offshore support, increasingly better and faster technology, um, keeping all that into account, as well as taking into account the variables of your marketplace your client types the type of business you want to build everything we've started Mm -hmm. to talk about today what we just want to do is bring this to our listeners attention to actually think about that question logically as opposed to just right i've gotten bigger i need an office and instead of just diving in thinking you need one because it's time in inverted commas uh we just want to think a little bit longer and harder and more carefully about that question because, yeah, a bit more complex. Well, here's where I'd like to wrap it up, James. Spot on. Okay, so just remove from what I'm about to say branded uh, franchise offices, you know, which we all know who they are, the the well-known national brands who if you're in business with that organisation, part of the structure is to have a branded office. Mm -hmm. So we'll just leave them out. So I'm only talking to independent brokers who've got the option of whether they have an office or not. So... Having done this many times, hundreds of times for myself and brokers we work with, here's where it nearly always ends up. The need or the having an office 
99% of the time boils down to, do you want to work face-to-face with your staff? Yep. That's where it ends up. And I'm speaking from experience. That's not a theory. That's not an idea or a concept. It's a re- reality of being through this for a couple of years with many people. That's where it nearly always ends up. Do you want to have your staff in the office with you? Yes or no? And almost every other variable, there's going to be a plus and a minus to all of them. So really, it should only come down at the crux to that. Yep, that's nearly always where it ends up. Yeah, it makes sense because every argument I would suggest, and this would be fun, wouldn't it, if we could do this live, Ash? I would suggest that (laughs) any argument that any person would throw at us as to whether they are pro or anti-office, we would be able to argue for and against equally. So all of those things being equal, it just boils down to exactly what you said, Hash. What do you want? And do you want to work in an office daily with your team? Or do you want to be at home doing your own thing? I love that simplicity. Yep. Take that away and feed that into your thinking where you are now. And hopefully that'll help guide our listeners on the path of making the right decisions. Sounds great. Yeah. Listeners, I hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, I know sometimes with these questions and topics and things we throw out in these podcasts, sometimes it opens more questions than it solves. And team, like that's business. Everything is not always black and white. And we're hoping to challenge and push you and get you to think clearer and more strategically about things instead of just jumping in. So hopefully you've enjoyed this episode, got some value from it. And of course, share and let us know what you think on socials. Follow us. Uh, Get in touch if you'd like to work with us on growing your business faster. But uh, Ash, as we wrap up episode 99, we know what's coming next week. (laughs) We've made it through the nervous 90s, I think, James. We're very close. I'll see you on episode 100. The big 100. See you next week, everybody. Can't wait. Bye, Ash. Bye. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration. It's now time to grow your mortgage business, your income, and your lifestyle too. If you want to accelerate and learn from the best, head over to brokerworkshop.com and join the next deep dive training with James and Dash. That's www.brokerworkshop.com. Until next time, go get them.